Stampede. Garner isn't number 118, recorded 112821. My latest son is sinking fast My race is nearly run My strongest trials now are past My triumph has begun to think we're living in the greatest country on earth, but that may only be a perception of who and what we once were, a distant past that isn't an honest evaluation of what we've become. In truth, our most recent presidents keep using slogans to enhance their standing with the voting public, attempting to persuade us that everything is going to be all right. Do the words make America great again or build back better sound familiar? Well, those words are a confession about our present state of affairs. In effect, those political slogans are an acknowledgement that something has happened and we have to regain what's been lost that we aren't the greatest nation on earth anymore, and we have to build something that's different. Now, it's safe to say our best days are behind us, and our politicians are simply trying to play on our patriotic spirit to convince us that everything is going to be all right. When it comes to our claim of democracy, well, the facts are the true voice of the people isn't 100%. 
because what's troubling us, corporations, powerful individuals, use their influence to persuade the American people to support an agenda that is more in favor of a bottom line of profit than for the well-being of the people. You see, Americans have been used, manipulated in order to keep the system going, even if it isn't healthy for our future. And let's admit it, the people in this country aren't content with the lives politicians and their propagandists have been promoting. You see, Americans have been tricked into believing it's all right, that their youth are addicted to watching and playing violent video games six to eight hours a day, believing that won't affect their behavior, or that demanding we get more in a consumerist society doesn't foster violence and looting or that our government's debt of over $30 trillion doesn't represent a threat to our own safety and security, that we have the largest number of criminals incarcerated in the world. Well, if you think that qualifies our saying, we're the greatest nation on earth, you've been lied to, because accepting what is happening in our lives and the future lives of our children isn't going to end well. The truth is, sometime or another, it will have to come to a stop. And most likely, it won't come from the people voting out a political party for a different party. Because the issues that face this country are structural and systemic and aren't going to be corrected by an election 
but by a collapse. The present administration is saying inflation is going to be transitory, but that may not be the truth either. You can't have an economy with a stable currency based on a government continuing to run up deficits. And I don't think I need to remind you our government's debt is nearly $30 trillion. And the prospects of its decreasing or even being paid back is like trying to stop a Category 5 hurricane. It can't and won't happen. At any time, under the right circumstances, this country could experience a shock never before felt, and the Federal Reserve will be forced to raise interest rates to slow down the rapid rise in inflation. That process is what our Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, means when he says the Federal Reserve Bank has the tools to stop inflation. But higher interest rates will trigger a landslide, forcing the government to service payment of the debt at a higher interest rate and could result in widespread bankruptcies.
The worldwide spread of bankruptcies that will result when the Federal Reserve combat inflation by raising interest rates could lead to our government's collapse. The president and his administration could be removed from office, being charged with crimes against the American people. The military will come forward to fill the void caused by that failure, and it won't be difficult for that to happen. A landslide midterm election in 2022, sweeping away Democrats from the House of Representatives and the Senate, will usher in a majority of Republicans seeking retribution. And the charges won't just be for the removal of Democrats from power. No, the charges will be for crimes committed against the people. Besides the financial collapse of the economy, it will include social grievances from attempts to sociologically restructure the American society. The resignation of police departments the inability to act to protect commercial businesses from being openly looted, the mass murders, the release of criminals from detention, the influx of immigrants on the southern border, the administration's handling of the evacuation from Afghanistan, the president's scandal with his son's financial dealing with foreign governments, the increased threats of military conflicts with North Korea, Iran, the People's Republic of China, and the Federation of Russia, threatening our defending the distribution of oil worldwide. All that and much more will result in the entire administration being removed from their official responsibilities, requiring the military taking control of the running of the government. That's what awaits this country. And it's becoming increasingly clear it isn't just an exaggerated assessment of what is about to happen. It's what's happening now. And after 50 years of this country being a debtor country, it's coming. Hard time yet and every way you go Has it harder than ever Heaven, I don't care where they go. Mm Say you had money, you better be sure. These hard times will drive you from door to door. 
it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. Our future may include our military suspending our constitution and taking control of the republic. Our politicians have been too weak putting an end to the chaos. Mayhem on the streets, the looting of stores, the rapid rise of inflation. Americans will call for an end to the bickering between the two major parties. And the remedy will be simply to let the military take control and suspend any future elections, putting an end to the consumerist economy. The military will institute a program of austerity, rationing of gasoline and goods. The country will be put on a war footing, an economy preparing for more conflicts in Southeast Asia and some of the countries previously controlled by Russia during the Cold War. Our influence in the world will dramatically decline. Foreign embassies closing, being attacked and ransacked. Our military bases being evacuated. Our soldiers returning home. Our currency becoming worthless in every corner of the world. Oil refineries set ablaze spiking the price of gasoline, assassinations of people inside and out of government. That's just a few of the things the American people will be faced with in the near future. And why shouldn't that happen? For 50 years, we controlled the world's energy markets. We built the largest navy in the world to guard it. But we never understood what our consumerist economy was doing to us. We didn't need to rule the world. We just had to stop what was happening in our own backyard, demanding that people wanted more, to get more, produced a problem of human behavior that destroyed contentment.
Well, there are a lot of people in this country who would question if they have ever known contentment. And let's face it, there's been plenty of bad times for some people in this country. But I'll say this, we once were a people who were close to the natural world, and it made us understand something we no longer have. We were connected to the natural world, and we've been turning our backs from it, and it's put us in a dangerous place. Consumerism has always been against our relationship with the natural world. It made us want more, without regard for the values of our ancient past, the rules that made us live in harmony with the laws of nature. We've abandoned those laws, and with it, we've lost our chance to live with contentment. We've been tricked into believing what was important was to get more, more of everything, no matter the cost. We violated the rules when we still lived close to nature. Instead, we built something that was artificial, unsustainable, filled with greed, distrust, and violence. And we could never find contentment with that. The artificial intelligence we've built could never come close to what the natural world offers. We thought the money could solve all of our problems, but the money we used became worthless, produced by a bankrupt government. We thought all we would ever need were more weapons to defend policies that contributed to the degrading of the natural world. We took from nature without understanding what it would do to us, and it's produced ways that distorted the very meaning of what was valuable. It never was about the money. It was something that we were a part of, and we turned our backs from it. And so this life we've built could never end well for us. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown, good Lord, show me. Starry 
This week on Garner Isn't, the music you heard came from the soundtrack to the movie Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It was voted a Grammy Award for the best album in 2002. You first heard the Stanley Brothers and the Clinch Mountain Boys singing Angel Band, followed by a piano rendition of Big Rock Candy Mountain played by Van Dyke Parks, and then Gillian Welch and Alison Krauss singing I'll Fly Away. And next, Chris Thomas King singing Hard Times Killing Floor Blues. Then John Hartford doing his Indian war whoop. And finally, Alison Krauss singing Down to the River to Pray. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.